What's up, everybody? Hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoyed some great fights on Saturday. UFC, I don't remember which one it was. And then Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. Great sports weekend. I did not watch the fights. Or Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. I love fights. I love combat sports. Hate streaming things. Only reason I do professional wrestling is because they have their own network now, which I wish UFC and boxing would do. Boxing is a little hard. UFC can make it easier, but every time you stream something like that on ESPN+, Plus, I always have the worst luck of it crashing, so I read about it and watch highlights. It's the next best thing to do. So, let's get to it. Actually, I hope everyone enjoyed that first ever interview I had with Josh, Jay Swan, great friend, rapper out of Baltimore, Maryland. Go check him out. He's a great artist. Love the guy. I thank him for being my first ever interview. I will definitely bring him back on, especially when the show gets built up a lot more and start making some serious money off this thing. But here we go. Starting off, Colby Covington, UFC fighter, lost to Kamaru Usman in five rounds by decision, judge's decision. Um, I don't even want to talk about the fight. Great fight. But Colby Covington, first off, tough guy, real badass. I mean, his beliefs in this day and age, who cares? I know he's on the, in the spotlight. He's on the side that not a lot of people in the spotlight go with, but who cares? Like, he's the perfect heel in professional wrestling terms. <laughs> and I, I have a quote. Somebody asked him about this. I can't remember if it was, it was one of the press, or pre-fight press conferences. And they asked him about seeing some of his old buddies in AEW, All Elite Wrestling. And he said, you know... And I'm, I'm going to take this quote from him because that's, this is really funny. You might see me in WWE one day, but I don't think you're going to see me in a second-tier promotion like AEW. Facts. No cap. Whatever whatever the kids say these days. Uh, moving on to Canelo Alvarez. You know, I talk about Iron Man in sports. Or like Iron Man. Um, Cal Ripken Jr., Joe Thomas, Brett Favre. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, but Canelo Alvarez... Um, and Undertaker, can't leave him out. First Mexican boxer to be crowned this past weekend, to be crowned undisputed champion when he knocked out Caleb Plant in the 11th round. He won four fight. He had four fights won in a span of 12 months leading up to that fight. Iron Man of boxing, if there ever was one. No offense to Mayweather, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, all of them. It just That's the Iron Man of boxing, if there ever is one. Um, starting off with college basketball, I'm from Kansas. I'm going to cover Kansas a little bit. All of the Kansas teams, Wichita State University, Kansas Jayhawks, and Kansas State. Two of those teams, I'm proud to see where I'm excited to see where they go, especially KU. Um, WSU a little bit, Kansas State not so much, but we'll get into that as the season goes on. Um, KU, I really, I really like seeing the national opinion on the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas Jayhawks, same area. I remember when, and I think it was in 2014, and these were in within the span of seven days. Um, KU lost to Kentucky. They just got crushed. And Bill Self stepped off the podium and said, I think I'll take some vodka <laughs> after that loss. And four days later, I was watching Chiefs Raiders Thursday night football. Chiefs were 0-10. I've talked about this game before. Chiefs lose, give the Raiders their first win. And this fake Andy Reid account automatically tweets, Hey, Bill Self, you got any of that vodka? Funniest thing I've ever seen. One of the funniest things I've ever seen from a burner account or a fake account. Um, 
I've always seen the national opinion on them, at least in the past 10 years, on KU and the Chiefs. Great regular season team. A little less than 10 years for KU, but great regular season team. But always come up short in the postseason, which is very unfortunate. They both have great head coaches in Bill Self and Andy Reid. They both have great players consistently, year in and year out. And they just disappoint in the postseason. And 2008 and 2019 are starting to look like outliers for these both these teams. Now, I don't want to dive into that history of a comparison. Like, since Bill Self has been to KU, since Andy Reid's been to KC, I don't want to go into that history right now. But it would be really great to see both of them this year, especially with the way it's gone. To see both of them win a championship. Now, Chiefs, it's a little... Might be out of the window. KU, it's way too early to say anything. But they did win last night um, over Michigan State, 87-74 in the Champions Classic. Career high, 29 points from senior Agbaji. And Jayhawks forced 16 turnovers versus the Spartans. Like most Bill Self teams, they've got tremendous depth, great defense, and unstoppable three-point shooting. WSU defeated... Jackson State, um, 60-57 with Tyson Etienne's game-winning shot from the top of the Shock logo at mid-court. Actually, a little less than half-court, which might as well have been half-court. But now there was maybe about one and a half seconds left. Um, and Shockers had a bonus, so some say it was a bad shot, but it really wasn't. It was kind of a kickstarter for the season. Yeah, Jackson State could have gone to tight it, but they didn't. So... Just take the win and move on. Kansas State versus Florida A&M. Um, that game just wrapped up not long ago. Um, former Missouri Mark Smith transfer was at the top of Coach Weber's list in the portal in the offseason. You had former Wake Forest forward Ismail Musad. I hope I'm saying that right. Former UALR guard Mar- Marquise Noel. And former Iona guard Jordan Brooks should propel this team well to a better record than last year's pathetic showing of a 9-20 record. As I mentioned, that game just ended. Kansas State won 67-57. Nigel Pack, sophomore guard, was the star of the game. 32 minutes, 18 points, 4-7 for seven from the three-point line. Very good start. Beating a team they're supposed to beat, which they couldn't even do last year. It's kind of a make-or-break season for Weber this year. Sporting Kansas City in 10 days will be opening up for the first time, these two men have the playoffs versus the Vancouver Whitecaps. I won't get into predictions just yet. We're still a week and a half away from that. Um, there's only, a f- I think there's a two or three week break in between the end of the season and now because of uh, World Cup qualifying matches. All right, that's my opening segment. Next up, going to go with, as you guys know, college football predictions, NFL predictions, NFL power rankings for the week. I love football season. I have so much to talk about. And then I have a bit of a rant for you Chiefs fans and people in national media just going with the safe narrative and the boring narrative and just looking at the stat sheet. You're like, well, Dalton, that's what we're going off of. Well, maybe you should watch some film.
I'm just going to end the show off with this. There's only going to be two. One quick segment, one long segment. Thursday's matchup, tomorrow night's matchup. Number 21, Pitt versus North Carolina. North Carolina, what a comeback last week. What was 45-27, three minutes to go in the third quarter. And it almost tied up with 10 minutes to go in the fourth. Yeah, that's quite a bit of a eight-minute scoring bonanza there. Eric's scoring. I can't think of the word. Anyways, North Carolina does not win this week. They don't follow up with that great win against Wake Forest. Great win for them. But Pickle, Pitt's quarterback, I've talked about him multiple times, future NFL starter, he wins this matchup for him. Now, Friday's matchup, Cincinnati at South Florida. Since he is on a mission to get into the college football playoff, barring some collapse, they won't lose, and it won't even be close. Saturday, number one, Georgia at Tennessee. Defense wins championships. Number two, Alabama at New Mexico State. Coaching gets you to the championship. I don't know how they'll do this year because of their quarterback, who's just kind of bleh this year. But see how that goes from there. Number three, Oregon versus Washington State. Oregon State is undefeated at home. Number four, Ohio State versus 19, Purdue. Second in points per game in the country wins this. Yeah, that's not Purdue in case you were wondering. Number six, Michigan at Penn State. I'm taking the Michigan team. Follow with me here. I'm taking the Michigan team that doesn't lose to teams they shouldn't beat or they should beat. I'm looking at you, Michigan State. Hey, speaking of the Spartans, number seven, Michigan State versus Maryland. I don't see Michigan State being upset two weeks in a row, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen. Number eight, Oklahoma at number 13, Baylor. Might get some backlash from a close friend of mine. Caleb Williams has been outstanding. However, I want to take the better defense of this one. Baylor pulls out a dramatic victory. Number nine, Notre Dame at Virginia. Virginia's offense will keep them in this, but their defense will inevitably let them down in crunch time. Number 10, Oklahoma State at TCU. Oklahoma State cruises over the Horned Frogs in dominating fashion. Number 11, Texas A&M at number 15, Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a better offense than the Aggies by a mile. However, Texas A&M's defense right now, in terms of points per game allowed, that's a big one, is second in the nation, so i got to give it to the defense. Gig'em. Number 12, Wake Forest versus number 16, NC State. Wake Forest, I just talked about it. Wake Forest was upset in the most heartbreaking way. I don't expect to see that see it that way this week, but it will be a good one for sure. Number 17, Auburn versus Mississippi State. Auburn's offense should wake up after last week's poor performance. Number 18, Wisconsin versus Northwestern. Wisconsin has been very impressive after that slow start. Expect the offense to continue the streak they're on. Number 20, Iowa versus Minnesota. This is one of those that could go either way. Minnesota has the better offense, but Iowa is winning the turnover battle at an, at an incredible weight. rate. Sorry. Iowa hangs on for the win. Number 22, San Diego State versus Nevada. San Diego's defense is in top 10 in total offense. They win to stay in the top 25. Number 23, UTSA versus Southern Miss. UTSA remains undefeated. Number 24, Utah at Arizona. Utah wins with an offense that doesn't turn the ball over, while Arizona is minus 14 in that category. Number 25, Arkansas at LSU. LSU played great last week versus Alabama, but that was a one-off. Arkansas absolutely steamrolls them. 
Now, outside of the top 25, as always, Kansas State versus West Virginia. Kansas State, I'd say they win in another dominating fashion like they did against KU last week. It won't be as dominating, but they still do. The defensive has been playing incredible. Deuce Vaughn is kind of getting back into form a little bit. He kind of had a two- or three-week stretch there where just wasn't producing much. Skylar Thompson's looking great. Receivers don't look like they have the drop seeds right now. So Kansas State wins. Again, I don't do score predictions for college. But I do do I do I will do score predictions for the NFL. For the Thursday night matchup, Ravens versus Dolphins. Oh hey, what do you know? Boring Thursday night matchup. Short week might be more entertaining, but Ravens pull it out in the end. 35-24. 24. Tua doesn't cannot keep up with Lamar or any quarterback for that case. Defense can keep them in a little bit, but in the end, Ravens pull it out. Falcons versus Cowboys. So the Cowboys were mightily upset against Denver last week. It was 30-0 to zero at one point. Do not fall for that garbage time. Um, Two-possession touchdown with 30-16. to 16. Um, Why, Mike McCarthy, why do you have Dak Prescott in that game knowing he's dealing with a calf injury? Like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, come on. Falcons win. They had a great game against the Saints, even if they had Trevor Simeon. But the Saints still have a great defense, and the Falcons were able to drop 27 on them. I'm going to say Falcons win 35-34. Sorry, Dallas. But Atlanta just... Matt Ryan's playing pretty efficient. Offense is efficient. Defense is fundamentally sound. I just have a feeling they could win this one. It could go either way for sure, but I'm going to say Falcons win 35-34. It might be the exact opposite. Cowboys win 35-34. Either way, it'll be close. Bills versus Jets. So I'm going to say Bills win, but Josh Allen. We're all talking about Patrick Mahomes struggling this year, right? Josh Allen is struggling as well. And last week, Josh Allen was dominated by Josh Allen. Jacksonville's Josh Allen. And fumble, sack, interception, you name it. Um... Bills did lose 6-9. I don't think their offense is off this week. Just don't have as... They don't have the playmakers like that on defense, but they do have Mike White, who's getting back into the game. They were in... Jets were being blown out 45-10 to 10 at one point. 42-10 to 10 at one point. And we're kind of making it almost interesting there. Couldn't do anything in the end. Just too, too little too late. Um... I'm going to say the Bills win here, but if Mike White plays like he has, don't be surprised if he gives the Bills a little bit of a heart attack there. Bills do win, though, 27-20. to Browns, Patriots, Patriots win 24-21. They just have the better coach team. Buccaneers, Washington. Buccaneers only have one win against a team with a winning record. The rest are losing records. So any any team with a winning record they face, they've lost. So Buccaneers win 42-13 because Washington doesn't have a winning record or a winning culture, or a winning owner, or a winning anything. Yeah, I'm going to take a shot of them at any chance I get. Jaguars, Colts. Colts win 30-10. to Jaguars did beat the Bills last week. Don't expect them to follow up with that. They could make it interesting for a while, but Colts and Jonathan Taylor will just kind of run away with it. Lions-Steelers. So the Steelers definitely have the refs in their back pocket. I don't want to say that, but the Monday night game, if you watched, there was, I fell asleep before it, but I heard enough of it on Jim Rome, heard about it enough of it on social media. Um, so many calls. Justin Fields had a 
roughing the passer call that should have been called. It was clear as day. You can probably count the three before he's hit and sacked. After getting rid of the ball, you had an offensive lineman fall down. They were trying to call it clipping or illegal blocking. And you could see that he doesn't even touch TJ Watt. There is a... I can't think of his name. I feel like I should have wrote this down. But there was a linebacker for the Bears that celebrated. Ref said it was taunting, but didn't say it was taunting until after the ref hip-checked him as he was walking off the field. Yes, the ref literally hip-checked him. Go look it up. Ref hip-checked Chicago Bears player. Can't think of his name. Sorry, sir. I forgot your name. But, again, was BS. I want to say Lions win here because of that, but they don't. Steelers win 24-20. Lions do hang in there, though. You'll get a win soon, Detroit. Just, like I said, hang in there. Saints-Titans. Titans looked great. Defense looked great. They were dominating the A-gap against L.A. They were getting up in the in Matt Stafford's face almost all night. Forced two turnovers. Two interceptions. I'm going to say Titans win 28-21. Panthers-Cardinals. Yeah, Panthers are a hot mess right now. Cardinals win 38-16. Vikings and Chargers. I want to say Vikings win 24-14. Um, the Chargers... They're kind of on and off this year, it seems like. And the Vikings still have Dalvin Cook. I know he's got a situation going on. From what I know, he's still starting. If I'm completely wrong on that, I apologize. But the Chargers' run defense is so bad. The Vikings can just control the clock most of the day. Might be a bit higher scoring than that. I might be kind of off there, but I'm going to say Vikings wins still 24-14. Eagles-Broncos. Broncos, don't expect them to be as dominant as they were last week, but expect them to put up 30-plus again. I'm going to say they win 30-27. Um, kudos to the Eagles almost knocking off the Chargers, though. Seahawks-Packers, Aaron Rodgers is back. Packers win 34-24. Not much to go over in that one. Um, I'm going to go into that with my rant. Chiefs-Raiders, I'm going to say Chiefs win 28-24. Raiders got a lot going on right now after I do my power rankings. I'm getting a rant that involves the Chiefs-Packers game. And like I said, Chiefs fans and the national media in general. Rams 49ers on Monday Night Football. Hey, another snooze fest in primetime. I'm going to say Rams win 31-21. Um, division rivalry games are always tough, no matter the record. Well, for the most part, always tough. I don't see this one being that tough. I could see Rams starting off a little slow after last week, but they do have an extra day of rest, as do the 49ers, but Rams win 31-21. Starting off with my power rank, going off, ending off with my power rankings before my rant. Um, number one, Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, they're just dominant. They completely handled San Francisco 31-17 with backups all over the place. Colt McCoy, DeAndre Hopkins was out. It, yeah. Number two, Tennessee Titans, after losing Derrick Henry and doing that to the LA, to the Rams, I'm giving you the number two spot. Number three, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Offense is firing on all cylinders. They had just had came off a bye week. Expect them to just crush Washington, like I said. Number four, Green Bay Packers. They played a defense played tough. Offense kind of did what they could. But if that loss was on anybody, it was on Matt LaFleur. I think that was just a terribly coached game by him. Number five, Dallas Cowboys. They did kind of have a major setback there. But don't expect that to continue. I do think they lose to Atlanta, or I could see them losing to Atlanta. Just because Atlanta seems 
They just seem more efficient all around. But we'll see what happens. Number six, Los Angeles Rams. I don't want to drop them too far. Actually, I think I had them at six last week too. Anyways, I don't want to keep them out of the top ten after one game. Same with the Dallas Cowboys. But the Rams kind of just need to get back into that gimmicky stuff on offense. Like Sean McVay is used to. Not too gimmicky, but enough to keep the defensive guessing and kind of give that interior offensive line a break. Number seven, Baltimore Ravens. Their secondary is banged up. Receiving core is still an issue. But Lamar is just Lamar. And John Harbaugh is one of the greatest coaches in the league. Almost lost to the Vikings after the bye week. John Harbaugh is now 11-3 after the bye week. Moving on. Number 8, Los Angeles Chargers. If they can just get that run defense going, they're going to take the AFC West by storm. But they don't have a run defense, so now it's kind of wide open. The Chiefs fan in me says, thank you, LA. Number 9, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> what a week they had with all the Odell drama and questions about Baker Mayfield. And they just went and just crushed Cincinnati 41-17. to Yeah, 41-17. to Baker played Incredible. Number 10, New England Patriots. Speaking of incredible, what do you expect with a very efficient, trustworthy rookie quarterback? Definitely the best out of this class. I wouldn't say best player, but best quarterback for sure. Number 11, Buffalo Bills. I might catch some flack for dropping them out of the top 10, but I'm doing it anyways. You can't you can't be the AFC favorite, and I understand it's any given Sunday. You can't be the AFC favorite and let your quarterback be manhandled by one other player on that defense. Because he was playing fine. If Josh Allen wasn't in that game, Bills win. No, not the quarterback, the linebacker. Number 12, Kansas City Chiefs. I've had them low for the past few weeks. I didn't go and watch film. There's somebody else that did. I'm going to take a small break after this power ranking. Go see who it was, make a note of it, and shout them out on here. Now this podcast isn't famous. So some people are going to be like, oh, well, what? Huh? Yeah. But I'll still give them a shout out. Whoever it was, thank you. The defense played so much better the past couple weeks. Even against Tennessee, I think Ryan Tannehill was just making some great throws. Now the offense let them down in that game. The game against New York, they only allowed 17 points. Somebody told me Daniel Jones was picking them apart. You don't pick apart a team and only score 17 points. So whoever said that, I'm sorry. I'll reveal who that is later this week. But you don't pick apart a team. Use different terminology. You don't pick apart a team and only score 17 points. The defense was fine. Um, the linebacker core looks so much better with Anthony Hitchens, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay. I'm fine with Ben Newman and Daniel Sorensen coming in to help with pass rush, and that's it. Number 13, New Orleans Saints. Don't know what to think of them with Trevor Simeon at quarterback. They don't really have a true wide receiving threat. They have Ingram and Kamara. They can still make the playoffs. They will still make the playoffs. But I just don't really see any magic from them the rest of the year. Unless they get Odell Beckham. Who is one of his choices? Odell is something else I'm going to talk about later. Again, part of my rant. I have like a three-piece rant. I'm sorry. Um, number 14, Las Vegas Raiders. I had a lot going on this week with Damon Arnett. Damon, 
it's Arnett. Is it David Arnett? Tim, I, I really need to write down these names. And then Henry Ruggs. We all know the Henry Ruggs situation. We all know the Damon Arnett situation. There was a video of him pointing a gun saying how he's going to murder somebody. There's so many other things behind him. So that whole 2020 draft class of the Raiders has already gone. Worst draft class in the history of draft classes. Um, they did lose to the Giants 16-23. Derek Carr is great, but the rest of the team's just letting him down. I don't see them beating the Chiefs this week, but if you look at it, when John Gruden, that mess came out, they lost to the Bears 20-9. And then when John Gruden got fired, they had their best game yet. And then the Henry Rugg situation, and now the Arnett situation, they lost. So maybe this week they pull out a win. I hope they don't, but maybe they do. And they just kind of had that week where they're just kind of off. But I just don't see the team mentally recovering from all the stuff they've been dealing with. Number 15, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh referees, whenever you want to call them. I'm kidding. That's petty. Um, ben Roethlisberger looks more comfortable. Yeah, it's dink and dunk. But if do what you can do. You can only do what you can do. Control what you control. That's what they're doing. Mike Tomlin's coaching great. Number 16, Cincinnati Bengals. Had a rough play, had a rough game. Two rough games in a row, losing to the Jets, who are a completely different team under Mike White. Um, and then just kind of getting blasted by Cleveland, who really needed a win like that. And they just didn't have an answer for them. So I'm not going to harp on them just yet. We're not going to say they're bad or they suck now. Which I'm tired of saying a team is bad or a team sucks. Like, why are they bad? Why do they suck? Don't just say they're bad. Don't just say they suck. Give me a reason on why it's either of those. But anyways... Number 17, Indianapolis Colts. I should put them higher than Cincinnati, but I feel like they're both kind of even. I know Indianapolis is kind of clawing back into, I mean, they're a few games behind of Tennessee, but with Dayer Kingry being out, I know they played a great game against LA, but that might just be one game. The Titans in this case. Indianapolis played great against the Jets, almost gave up the lead, almost. Well, not almost, but you get my point. Anyways, Denver Broncos, great game plan from them. They were just all over Dallas. Atlanta, great game plan from them. They were all over New Orleans up until the end there. They almost blew it, but they didn't. Hey, progression. Clap. Yeah. Number 20, Seattle Seahawks. We'll see how the team looks with Russ coming back, but I feel like it's too little too late for them. Number 21, New York Giants. Great game against the Raiders. I can't do the Chris Berman voice. I'm kind of my voice is kind of strained right now. I don't know why. Number twenty two, Minnesota Vikings. Play calling is horrible. Great talent, but the play calling is horrible. I really think Mike Zimmer's got to go after this year, unless they just turn it around automatically. Chicago Bears. Justin Fields looks so much better. He was making some great throws, had some great reads. He was in the pocket. He looked comfortable. Even with that bad line, he looked comfortable. If it weren't for the officiating of that game and Matt Nagy himself the discipline is not there but Justin or on the team in general Justin Fields looks great though definitely second best out of the draft class so far so far so far Mac Jones Fields then we'll see from there Zach Wilson is definitely the worst sorry Jets fans but you got Mike White right (laughs) number 24 San Francisco 49ers I don't know why I'm laughing at myself number 24 San Francisco 49ers not much to say about them. Kyle Shanahan might be done after this year. Wouldn't be surprised. Great offensive mind. Not a great head coach. Number 25, Philadelphia Eagles. I kind of like Nick Sirianni. I wish they'd run the ball more. You heard uh, me and Jay Swan kind of talk, uh, talk about that on Saturday evening. 
good coach, great talent. They just need to run the ball a bit more. Number 26, New York, 26, New York Jets. Completely different team under Mike White. Even Josh Johnson almost had them going. I don't know if Zach... I wanted to say the whole time, Zach Wilson is a stud, but his receivers are letting him down. Now it's almost the exact opposite. I'm wondering if there's something else I'm not seeing, but they are a really good team under Mike White. I'm not a really good team, but they're a good team under Mike White. Number 27, Carolina Panthers. Just a mess of a team right now. Sam Donald's going to be out for a few weeks. Maybe P.J. Walker provides a spark. Um, he got cons- cons- some comparisons to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes when he played in the XFL for the Houston Roughnecks in 2020. Can't wait for that to come back in 2023. But we'll see how P.J. Walker does. I think he's going to provide a bit of a spark, but we'll see how far that, that spark I'm thinking they get goes. Number 28, Jacksonville Jaguars. Great win, great win versus Buffalo for Urban, for Urban and the crew. Um, but... I don't see where they go from here. Getting blown out this week starts as a good start. Not a good start, but that's where I see it happening. Number 29, Miami Dolphins. I mentioned Tua for some reason, but he was out. I don't remember if he's healthy for this week. Very underwhelming team, to say the least, this year. Number 30, Washington football team. Another very underwhelming team defensively. Number 31, Detroit Lions. Good team. Great team even. Not great. I'm so off this week. I'm sorry, guys. I said underwhelming about Washington and Miami. I want to say Detroit's almost overwhelming because no one expected them to be even in half of these games. But their answer is they need a quarterback. The quarterback market is definitely going to be hot this this next offseason, so we'll see what happens. Detroit fans, do not expect Jared Goff to be on your team ever again after this year. He is the reason you guys are losing games. Dan Campbell's a great coach. You got a lot of energy on that team. But Jared Goff is just not good. Number 32, Houston Texans. Yeah, not a good team. David Coley, bad head coaching hire, bad front office, bad ownership, just bad and all together. Somebody should buy that team and change them back to the Oilers. <laughs> I don't know how possible that is, but they definitely that whole franchise just needs a rehaul. All right, I'm going to take a bit of a break. Kind of got a bit of a strain on my voice. And then I'm going to go with a rant here in a bit. And that will be a show Saturday. I have a co-host. And just a, kind of a glimpse into that. Major Seattle fan likes to get under my skin. So expect some sporting Kansas City slander and some Patrick Mahomes slander too. Let's get through this. This is probably my worst episode yet. I'm just off. Okay, so Packers versus Chiefs. I kind of didn't expect... I didn't really know how the game would go. I didn't know how Jordan Love would do. I knew there would be some good moments, which there was, and some bad moments, which there was. But that was mainly on Matt LaFleur's coaching, which I mentioned. The Chiefs' offense, I expected them to not be great because Packers do have a good defense. They were down Kenny Clark. He left early in the game. And then Jared Jer- Alexander. See, bad bad day. Bad recording day for me. Um, 
But Green Bay's defense is pretty good skill-wise. Um, Chiefs' offense was not that bad. There were eight drives, eight failed drives that were bad. Mahomes played a lot better. He was in the pocket for the most part. He was 20 for 37, 166 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers from this team. Now, McCole Hardman, asshole, tried to fumble. I don't know how many times, but you got to take two steps, buddy, before you can fumble. Like, he was trying to fumble, but the refs are saying, no, you got to catch it first. You're not even catching it. McCole Hardman won't be on this team next year. I can guarantee that. Neither will Demarcus Robinson. Um, but I, I really want to talk about Patrick Mahomes here. He's not playing great at all this year. Would Odell Beckham help? Maybe. Right now, Odell Beckham, you guys know, he left Cleveland last year. I'm going to take a pause on Patrick Mahomes. He left Cleveland next year, or last year. Next year, last year. God, this episode. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> left Cleveland last week. There was discrepancies between him and Baker, apparently. Baker says there wasn't. But you guys know with LeBron tweeting out something about how he wants out and how OBJ's dad was putting out an 11-minute video on Instagram about how Baker's missing him all over the field. And that might just be a timing thing, and they just never kind of got it right. And that's okay. It happens. Odell has the past of being a bit of a diva, but I think he was just frustrated with the team's performance, and who wouldn't be? New York was struggling at the time when he left. Cleveland was kind of struggling, and him and Baker just couldn't get it together, so he wanted to leave and go work with somebody else. It's not a big deal. He's been there for a couple years. Let him go try it somewhere else. It's the NFL. It's not life or death. It's just football. Let's stop hammering Odell like he's a criminal. Like, let's leave that alone. Let's see where you go. Top five teams where I think Odell goes. I'm going to say from five to one, New England. Kansas City at four. I'm going to say Seattle at four. Kansas City at three. New Orleans at two. And then Green Bay at one. If Jameis Winston was still playing, I'd put New Orleans at one, but he's not. So I'm going to say Green Bay at one. I can see any of these happening within the next week. I would be ecstatic if he came to the Chiefs. It's nothing against Josh Gordon. But I think he's just not there yet in football shape. Him and Mahomes are still working on timing. It takes time. It takes process. Him and Odell will get the timing down together better because Odell's been playing. He's been banged up, but he's been playing more recently since Josh Gordon. He didn't have a three-year break. Now back to the homes and the Chiefs. I sense the negativity in Chiefs Kingdom. But let's look at it this way. Bear with me. They are, and I was kind of hard on the Chiefs the past few weeks, and I kind of realized I might be wrong for that. No, not because they're my team, but just, like I said, bear with me. And I'm talking to Chiefs fans, I'm not, and national media. For some odd reason, Jim Rowe listens to this. This is aimed at him. This is aimed at um, <clears throat> Colin Cowherd, <clears throat> Pat McAfee. Um, oh, and the NBC guys. Um Number one in turnovers, 19. Didn't have one last week. Thank you. One of the worst defenses, except for the past couple weeks, they have been a bit better, but virtually one of the worst defenses in the league. Right? So when you think of, when you tell them that, you think, oh, well, and don't just look at the Chiefs. Take away, you're just telling somebody, hey, this team, one of the worst defenses in the league. 
in every statistical category in the bottom three. Oh, okay. Well, what, how about their offense? 19 turnovers, mostly. Oh, well, what do you think the record is? Do they even have a win? No, this team's five and four. Is that great? No. Is that good? Sure. Especially with the way they've been playing. With, with the way they've been performing. They need to clean up a lot of stuff, sure. Do they win the Super Bowl this year? No. Playoff game? Sure. I'm, I think they can win a playoff game. If they get back to being their best. As bad as... Let's say this. The pass rush... I'm going to check off the pass rush one by one. Pass rush, no pass rush this year. Even against bad offensive lines like Phillies. Green Bay, bad offensive line so far this year. Two or three starters are out. New center this year. And the pass rush was just all over them. I don't know if that's because Jordan Love wasn't getting the ball out quick enough like Rodgers does. But it wasn't as mobile as Rodgers. Pass rush was in his face almost all day. Only had one sack, but they were in his face a lot if you watched. Like I said, if you actually watched, not looked, they only had one sack. What are you talking about? Yeah, you see, you didn't watch the game. You didn't watch the All-22 film. I didn't watch it, but there was something I did. I forgot to mention the person. I'll do that next week. Um, and then the linebackers, much more athletic when you have Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, and Anthony Hitchens in there. They did have Anthony Hitchens in there more than Willie and then Nick Bolton, but Nick Bolton's pass coverage is not as good as Anthony Hitchens. And Anthony Hitchens is more of a leader on that defense in terms of play calling. Nick Bolton was in there quite a bit, not as much, but still. And then Ben Newman and Daniel Sorensen, when they're not in pass coverage, they're fine if they're just pass rushing. Because that's virtually just, hey, if you're asking me to go out there and just pass rush the quarterback on third and 20 with seven other guys, I'm, I might get a sack on the quarterback. I'm not, I mean, I'm not the most physically gifted, but I mean, I can run, I can hit. But I'm nowhere near an NFL linebacker, and neither has been Newman or Daniel Sorensen. More than I am, for sure, but they really wouldn't be on any other team right now. So right now, they're just kind of filling out a rush spot. Um, secondary, Rashad Fenton, and I probably should have brought up some staff, but Rashad Fenton is one of the best when it comes to secondary corners, like slot corners. Legereus Sneed, as bad as Jordan Love is playing, he was virtually all over, so was Shavarius Ward, all over Devontae Adams. They gave up some chunk plays here and there, but the defense was just there this week. They, they were just there. That's that's all I could say. Special teams, Tommy Townsend has one of, the, has one of his best performances. He's been able to pin the ball, pin the offense back. Harrison Butker has gotten rid of his yips like he did last year for a bit there and earlier this year. And Mahomes just looks a lot, and on the offense now, Mahomes just looks a lot more comfortable this week. Last week, he was trying to get into that groove, and I kind of noticed it. And then this week, he was kind of getting into that groove where he can't really chuck it downfield as often as he wants. He can't just throw it out there and do all these magician-like plays. Sure, do it when the defense gives you, or there's a pass rush and you're able to escape it. Sure, do it when it asks for it or when you know you can. But don't do it all the time. And he's it felt like this week he was doing that. I don't want to hear that narrative, Patrick Mahomes sucks, he's done for. Don't give me that crap. Because you don't watch. You don't watch the All-22 film. It's out there for a reason. So how about you watch that before saying Mahomes sucked? Yes, there was a couple plays where Mahomes had made a boneheaded mistake. 
What quarterback doesn't? Brady's had bad games like that. Manning's had bad years like that. Breeze has has that. Now Mahomes is up there yet, but I'm just saying. Let's stop acting like he has to be perfect to catch up with Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. He can have bad games. He can have off years. Let's just lay off of him. The worst thing about this Chiefs team is depth at receiver. And everyone says, you don't need that great of receivers. Well, would McCole Harmon be on a team? No, because he drops the ball and he can't create any separation unless it's just a full-on vertical route. Do you see him jumping up for a ball on a vertical route? No, unless it's perfectly placed, he's not doing it. And then don't say, well, if it's not perfectly placed, what do you want him to do? Make a play? If it's in your area, make a play. Does Harmon make a play? No. Does Robinson make a play? No. Byron Pringle makes plays. Tyreek Hill makes plays. Travis Kelsey makes plays. Even Noah Gray and Jody Fortson make plays. Harmon and Robinson don't. Gordon is still trying to get back into football shape. Give it time. Just hope he doesn't get suspended. So Chiefs fans, I'm going to leave you with this. Trey Wingo, I'm stealing something from you. You inspired me from when you talked about Super Bowl 53 and told everyone to shut up, just shut up. Kansas City fans, shut up, just shut up. Go watch basketball. Go watch hockey before it matters. Go watch Sporting Kansas City get bounced in the first round by the Vancouver Wildcats. Go watch the Kansas City Royals, who are going to lose 85 games next year. I love the Royals. I think they'll be okay next year, but they're not having a winning record. Go watch them if you can't watch this Chiefs team. I don't want to hear you talk about Mahomes. I don't want to hear you talk about how bad the Chiefs are. They're 5-4 and four with some of the worst statistics right now. Lay off. They're winning against the Raiders this week. They might just beat the Cowboys in two weeks and go into the bye at 7-4 and four at the top of their division most likely. So how about you just relax or shut up? Anyways, it's Keep Sports and Entertainment episode 36. Sorry for the most weird episode yet, maybe. That's all I have for you today. Good night.